0: Startups, you know the entrepreneurship journey, and sometimes you got to roll with the punches, right? So, in in the spirit of that, welcome to the Eat for Life podcast. I'm your host Marcus Howard. I'm joined by the one and only Sebastian Chosen One Burton.
1: I'm here. Good to see you guys. Excited for this new journey we're on.
0: I'm also joined by Derek Watford from High Point Gamer.
2: Hey, what's going on? You know, I'm excited to be on here with these goats, G O A T uh, pioneers within the industry. So you're. You're about to get some good gems. Uh, We hope you add value by with the content that we're bringing. Uh, We're going to come with consistency. We're going to try to keep it real and authentic. And do not be scared to engage with us, whether you connect with us on LinkedIn, our social medias, ask us questions so that we can get you the real deal uh, instruction. And if you catch us live, we're going to answer your questions in the chat. Like Marcus says, it's free consulting,
1: right, Marcus? Free consulting. What a great way to hook it in. I want to be, I'm going to go in the chat. I'm going to go in the chat. If I can get free free consulting. free consulting, this is how all the people who want their consulting free come to the Eat for Life podcast and we got you. Everybody can't right. get that hoodie Derek got though. <laughs>
0: nah, that's, that's exclusive.
1: Yeah. I was supposed to get one of those, but we still waiting you got, on shipping. Hey, we got to get
0: made, man. You got to get
1: made. Okay. 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 All right. Well, so,
0: what we're going to cover is, again, entrepreneurship, uh, education, esports. Uh, each of us are going to bring some of our insights. We've got over 30 years of combined industry experience. Derek mm-hmm. on the esports side, working with some of the, the biggest celebrities in traditional sports around the country. You know, Sebastian is definitely the go-to expert for everything user acquisition and content engagement. And, you know, I'm adding highlights and 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 that top level uh, important information you need to know around indie games and blockchain, especially as we get more into the future esports. You know, I'm going to be a go-to guy for that. So uh, in the next few episodes, we bring in guests who can share their insights, um, adding to what we already have here. But this first episode, we wanna level set, help you all understand who we are, where we come from. So yeah. We're gonna talk about, talk about some, some big news happening in the space. And then we wanna, we wanna
1: level set. I never even said that before, but I'm now it's all I'm ever gonna say. You ever just hear a new term that's dope and you're like, tomorrow I'm just gonna be in the grocery store and I'd be like, oh, I'm just level setting it. <laughs> This, this Is the level set? Is it level set?
0: The level so, set.
1: Yeah, I just so, wanted to check yeah, the level check set. Okay. Check it. You, you you kick it off. Kick off the level set. Let me look at your levels. Yeah, these are set. Um, But Marcus, can I ask you a question? I kind of want to take a little bit of a, a little detour on our journey here. Can you tell us about you and your background? Because I'm, I mean, I get to spend time with you often, but I still have questions and how you got to where you're at in the esports space because we kind of just bumped, all three of us met in our journey and just kinda like all came together. I'm just interested to learn how the two of you like your last ten years, if if you will, if you're interested in doing that, you know. Sorry, y'all. Yeah, no just ask for bonus content. We'll we'll see what we get.
0: All right. All right. Uh, so normally, this is the part where I had the Super Mario Brothers 3, but I don't have it on me right now. You know, I keep the cartridge on me. He do tell uh, but, that you know, story. I, I go way back when, right? Way back when, uh, when I was six, started playing video games. That basically got me inspired to learn more about technology. I went on to start coding my first video game on the TI-83 Plus Graphic Calculator in the ninth grade.
1: I remember hearing you could do that. People would always tell me you could put, like, games on it. And I always thought you could put, like, GTA on it. That's incredible. What was the game you put on there?
0: Uh, we had, you know, basic ones like Snake. Everybody was playing Drug Wars.
1: <laughs> that's crazy.
0: A little bit of Tetris. You were programming
1: you know? that on there?
0: Yeah, yeah. You build, It's visual basic. So you have to, you know, this. it's the same way that games today are made. You got variables. You got animations. You know, it's all that's, code.
1: That's crazy. So how long did it take you to learn? To, so that's coding. That's coding. How long did it take How old were you? How long did it take you to start coding? Because that word automatically for me, I don't know about nobody else. I'm going to speak for myself. I hear that word and it's like, oh, that's that stuff that I can't do like that. I can't do that, which it's while it's true. I don't know what it's like to go from dough to bread on that. So how was you a little baby with some dough in your hand and then turned it into drug wars on your calculator in class? How'd that happen?
0: Well, you know, definitely got a shot of my twin brother, Malcolm. You know, he he basically put me on to coding. I was just playing video games just to play it. He's one. Actually, he has a computer science degree. But because I understood it from him, then I started to learn more about it for myself. Mm. So so moving on from there, got my IT degree. Uh, Malcolm and I were still building games, even in college. And we were making our own game once we graduated. It was kind of a puzzle game with some RPG mechanics in it. And that's when we discovered that game discovery is broken. So we started Project MQ 2013 to solve game discovery. Okay. And, you know, did that for seven years uh, up until the end of last year. You know, we had a couple of highlights. We we discovered Dead Cells before you saw it was the action game of the year in
2: 2018.
1: I was in the crowd on that. And that's still one of the craziest moments for me is I was in the crowd on that. I, I was in the crowd like I was there when Dead Cells won it. And that's when I had just met you, too. So, yeah, I remember how much you were telling me like, man, this game, Dead Cells is coming. It's huge. It's one of our bigger games on Project MQ that we've kind of help blow up and push and get more users on their game and really just goes to speak to how much you put me on with indie games like how much like indie games really make the whole system turn i didn't even really get that like i know we all know indie games and we all know it's good to support them it's like like a good charity right like we all should support saint Jude's children that's a great thing right it's kind of like indie games i didn't have on that level of like consciousness. I know they're there. I know that like you can go to the arcade and like you'll see a lot of indies there, a lot of stuff without high budget, but what was those numbers? Like how much of the industry is the whole entire uh like how much of it is indie games or how much of it is like AAA titles?
0: Yeah, indie games make about 75% of all video games. Um you know, if you're looking from the stats, you'll see very easily on the PC side, but mobile, VR, it's indie, right? But they only make 2% of the revenue because game discovery is broken.
1: Ah, uh, so game discovery—that's because you're saying basically people discovering games. That's literally people finding new games to play. Is is the distribution's not good for indie games, or it is good?
0: It's not good for indie games because it's free, right? So many people can make games, and and because of user acquisition, right? If you're not uh, publicly traded, AAA company like an EA or a Nintendo, you can't afford ads during the Super Bowl or to pay ninja to play your game right like
2: you
0: know uh, all the influencers did for apex legends no one knows your game exists
1: so marketing is a big budget thing marketing is a big thing in video games in this space huh that's like a huge thing like that's like a it's like you got to have a marketing budget just as much as you need the coders who are smart like you and malcolm you need marketers too because you've got to have people to know about it in order to play it so you your company makes money right
0: right right
1: do mm. you think the uh, indie uh, game
2: world is worse than the indie music world when it comes to discovery?
1: Mm. That's a good question.
0: I think it's about even because I think it's, it's they suffer from the same problem, right? You have the access to the tools are free. And that's a good thing, right? Because it means anybody can make music, or anybody can make a game. But that also means that everybody can make music and everybody can make a game.
1: So it's just a saturated market is what you're
2: saying.
0: Saturated. There you go.
2: So when you say it's saturated, does that contradict uh, the bullet points that many people put inside their esports and gaming decks when they talk about um, economic empowerment? Because you can make your own game and make money. And then is is that a contra- contradiction to that? Because are we saying no, you can't do that?
0: You can make a game. Nobody's stopping you from making a game. But nobody's gonna help you. Make it
1: out you can do what you want. You can do whatever you want. That's like when your mama used to be like, you were like, can I go outside? Even though you stand there, you already just got yelled at. Now you stand there with your eyes filled with water saying, can I go outside? You can do whatever you want. I bet you won't open that door.
2: So let me ask you then, get deeper into that. Do you think it's, so if a kid is standing there and they say, hey, I want to be a professional athlete, or I want to be a rapper, or I want to make video games, which one of you card are you handing out to to get, closer to success like or, or easy access to success like I could, I could tell you you can make a video game but hey you just be like a rapper like yeah you can rap but will you be successful will you be recognized under the
1: saturation yeah, the yeah marcus which one would the which one would be which one would be the best
0: it, it's, it's saturated but i'm still gonna always recommend game development because the problem or the opportunity is rather the is that the skills you learn making games can transfer into other things. Like, I know several indie developers, their games failed, so they just went and got a corporate job doing coding or mm. project management. Mm. The skills are transferable. You can't really say that same thing about, like, traditional sports or or music or or film.
1: So you learned right? that as a teenager, and then you went on to get your IT, uh, you know, education. But basically, what could a coder, like, if I was going to code, right, I'm gonna make. I'm going to help make Last of Us 3. That's what I want to do. How much is a coder getting paid? How much do I, am I looking? I mean, it's about bread sometimes, bro. Like, it's not always about it, but it's about it enough of the time that I should know that if I'm going to learn how to program my TI-83 calculator, I want to know how much this can end up being as far as a capital, you know, journey for me.
0: So let's put it this way. CodeBox is the company that's sponsoring our event on uh, Friday. Mm. They have a, a free camp Basically, that they're raffling uh, seats to for attendees. They can take you from I don't know how to code to I can get an entry-level job in 16 weeks, and your starting salary is going to average around fifty-five thousand dollars. Damn, starting
1: that starting just- in the no- door. You know how to do what code blocks taught you in 16 weeks. I'm no mathematician, but that's four times four, which means four weeks in a month. That means in four months, they could get you to fifty-five k.
0: Right, with no, you don't have to get a degree. You don't have to spend the four to six years it takes to get a degree. You have they they give you the training and you help you build your portfolio. And that's where the space is moving on the coding side, anyway. It's not about what degree you have. It's show me the work you produce. Like mm. show me you can do the thing you know how to do. Experience and that's why I coding
1: education, huh?
0: Exactly. Mm. Exactly. Mm.
1: Mm. Mm. That's crazy, man. That's crazy. I want to learn more about the coding game because it just always seems like a task that's super valuable. It never doesn't seem valuable. You know what I'm saying? So I, I'm really interest. I'm really interested in um in learning more about it. And I'm glad that we have you because you know you're an expert, and that's what it's about. It's about y'all. Don't be afraid to ask questions like I am. Like I want to know. Right? I don't know how to do it, but I know somebody that I admire and think does great work in the space. It built his ten year journey on being able to identify a need and offer his skill set to it and I mean shoot, that's all it's about is being valuable as Derek keeps saying. So I don't know. I just want to learn more and I'm glad that we got you here. That's crazy, man. Like
0: yeah, you can you can share that link with everybody who's on YouTube or Facebook, whatever you're streaming to. This is actually a video game that teaches you how to code. It's an esports tournament where instead of you, combat. you know, clicking your power ups, you have to type the code to apply the power up. They teach you how to code while you're playing the video game
1: okay well y'all freeze the screen whenever you get this um and if you're listening in you ain't gonna be able to see it that's why you gotta come to the live episode but if you're watching right now a couple of you watching i see on youtube and twitch uh it's codecombatcom slash league slash ascend so that's here on the screen right now screenshot this do whatever you gotta do if you're watching mobile but click that and the game will teach you how to code
0: Right, you're gonna play an esports tournament just like you would like League of Legends, right? Or Smite, but you, you're coding your character's movements and this your your attack patterns and you're learning to code while you're basically beating other people in tournaments.
1: So I can play a game. So let me get this right. Let me get this right. I'm gonna hack this real quick. Even though you're the expert growth hacker, I just wanna see if I can do a little finagling. You know, when you gotta do stuff quick on the streets, you don't got time for the extras. So we're gonna go right to it. You're saying that I could play code combat. Get skills that would also be able to get me at that entry level of
0: $55,000. It'll get you, yeah, the same skills you need to build a portfolio to get that 55000 So if you don't have the 16 weeks, right, right. to put in this boot camp for, for uh, CodeBox, okay. code combat will help you get there on your own time. Damn.
1: That's crazy. That's and it's crazy. free. That's crazy. Free video game. Free video Learned game. on your own time. Can get you an entry level job of fifty five thousand that's right Stop playing with me stop playing with me i got I brought things for y'all I brought things I got when I hear things like that I have fifty five thousand dollars from playing a video game or episode one you're already gaining that the horn. episode one episode one horn. just want you to know you heard it. You heard it, you heard them. Look it up, Code Combat. That's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. While yeah. it's still free, you know they'd be trying to charge after a while, mm-hmm. so you better go ahead, get on there now. Now, uh, Derek, I mean, you know, I want to know how to get that jacket. I want to know how to have my brand in the background on the TV in the background. I want to know how to light my room that way. I want to know. Who all them black folks in the Wu-Tang Clan is back there? I want to know. <laughs> I want to know a lot of things. But I guess you could just start by telling me your journey, and then we'll start and work from there. What do you think about that? Man, so
2: so I'm going to go back as far as technology on. So my background is an art background. I'm an artistic dude. Um, that's what I did in school. When I was coming up, I was the guy that would take the tests and have the doodles on the side, and then the teacher – uh give me a C and say that she took off points for uh, having a sloppy paper, then your parents uh, you know get you in trouble for art boy you ain't
1: paying uh, attention
2: right, yeah, so um, so I got into graphic design, and so then graphic design once that turned into I was doing graphic design back before they had computers uh, to do it with uh so then when they implemented computers, then that sent me up to computers. I was already in the video games at the time, so uh, having a computer to be able to use apps like Corel Draw and Photoshop, you know, on top of being able to play Warzone or something like that, or uh, Battlefield. Battlefield Two was the the game that I used Battlefield to try to kill 2, on, damn. Yeah. on the PC. Yeah, that was that was my jump right there. Um,
1: what uh, what were you doing in a graphic design course before you could? Because they were still teaching you how to do it on computers, right?
2: No, no, it was. Um, man, you're gonna show how old I am. No, no. Back... back <laughs> So back before you did it on computers, like you you had to do it the old school slave way, where like you had to actually set your type on like with ink and you had to learn how to draw with uh the blue pen so that you wouldn't see the artwork on uh, thanks, baby. That's crazy. Uh, see the artwork on um, TV or because it's blue lining, uh, how to cut with uh, exacto knives. You're using a ruby red ink with a pen where you're actually drawing your art for your ads and magazines <laughs> and you're sending them to press with registration lines and ruby lift and and then boom photoshop came and quark express
1: <laughs> damn damn how long does it take to learn something like that like to, to get in to be able to because because what can you do you can make so you can make all the graphics that we see as like logos and all these things you're learning how to get them to be integrated how long does it take to learn something like that
2: so i was doing that in high school when i first started that mm. uh, but the only uh if i'm honest my only trouble back in the high school was that there weren't any black kids coming uh, to to this program. Mm. So I would come from my all mostly black school to this program way in the boonies of Virginia beach somewhere and mm. uh, with other white kids. And so I often felt like I didn't belong because people teasing you about it because they pulling up in cars or their parents have bought you and hear you coming off on the bus. And mm-hmm. So I didn't take advantage of what I was learning at the time. Like, cause I could have had an en- agency work, like coming right out of there. So I thought mm. I was like, ain't a place for me because I didn't, I didn't feel like I belonged there. Like that's not where I belong. Even though I was cutting edge, like who was doing you know, graphic work and Ruby lift and know how to print press and
1: yeah, that's crazy that stuff
2: back then. Yeah, right. So I slept on it, and then I joined the military because I, you know, there was nothing else for me to do. So
1: No, well, thank you for your service, and I also we think like on. um, so. I'm interested, like, you said, fresh out of high school, you could have did what? Cause we gotta get this money. That's what it's been, eat for yeah, life. I could have worked, I could have had
2: a, a agency internship, like actually working at a design agency right out of high school, but.
1: And what does that look like? What does that look like? And how much does that, is that good? If I'm coming out of high school and I know how to draw, cause I got cousins who definitely have well, like godlike skills. Now. The okay. game
2: is different now. Like you can get graphic design in high school or, or actually if you just get the $50 a month to pay for Photoshop and then get on YouTube and, and watch some YouTube one-on-one or uh, Photoshop for Dummies uh, videos.
1: You think can those can convert running. you into getting bread?
2: Yeah, because, because it's teaching you to, the art is coming from you. The videos is just teach you how to use the program to create your art. So once you know that, oh, okay, I click on this button. That's how I get text or I click on this button. This is how I paint with a brush or I click on this button. This is how I cut out the background. Once you learn that is you're just doing the same thing over and over with your skills, like your own artistic ability. Well, how much? So that's, the, how, that's the cheat code. It's really, how much? How back how much in the day, Photoshop, I used to have to, I used to have to hustle to get Photoshop because back in the day, Photoshop was like two grand, two bands, like the barrier to entry to get. Photoshop would had those programs were like, nah, bro, you gotta have some bread if you're gonna be able to make graphics <laughs> and make bread, you know. So I would mean, hustle up and, and get the money and go down there and get the, the big pack of CDs, would be like seven CDs in there that you come and install. And then I would I would get some crack codes and hand it out to my homeboys like, Hey, I got Photoshop and some crack codes. You could go and do Photoshop and we're sitting there doing MySpace, um doing the graphics and stuff from MySpace, people's background. Like that was the beginning of getting money. So you, was, power. so
1: you was you was you was Using your Photoshop skills to get people's MySpace backgrounds built? Yep. Yo, that's hustle. That's hustle 101 for y'all. And then learning y'all how to know.
2: implement those graphics uh, taught me how to do HTML because you couldn't just, you had to make it, but then you had to say, what is the code to point through to this file to make the background repeatable, centered, or whatever? And that, that taught me HTML. So that Damn. once I got an HTML, I just took, like, I already knew how to do graphics, combined it with knowing how to do HTML, and I'm, I met my job like yo. I could do the website for us, you know. I could build our media kits for our sales teams where they can click on links and it brings them to the PDF and do it. like I was the I was the goat up in that bit. I Damn! How
1: much? How much would someone? How much is the earn potential on? I was doing how to six do those figures. Things? I was doing six figures.
2: At, wow! At Damn. thirty, at under thirty, actually six I got figures. Out the military. I got out the military and was banging
1: six figures, and because you knew how to. I'm just gonna break it down to layman's. Cause what you'll find in my story is I ain't no coder and I ain't no art comes from inside you, graphic design. <laughs> I ain't either one of those. So you're gonna find in that that I am truly interested in both of y'all because y'all went and learned applied skills that I mean, how much does someone make for for knowing? Let's just keep it simple, knowing Photoshop and understanding HTML, you are making six figures pretty much for having those two, right? Obviously you learned other things, but those two skills netted you six figures income yeah i'm
2: gonna say that but no i wouldn't say that actually because marcus you can attest to this like the skills on knowing how to do the technological part allows you to be able to get a desk and sit down to advance beyond that your relationship ability your leadership type skills your person because think about when you think of coders and art people graphic designers we'd rather be in a dark room and just sit down and do our work, especially old school uh, cats. Like we're not personable. Like you come by the desk, you think we're weirdos because we're introverts and social, <laughs> but in order to climb and get more money, you got to be able to speak. And people are like, Oh, I like work. I like making changes with Derek because he doesn't act like it's his baby. And he's mad because I'm telling him to move it or turn it um, red, you know? Mm. So, yeah. It's
0: all about your social skills at that point.
2: Yeah. It's about your social skills. So the technology gets you at the desk and your social skills allow
1: you to advance beyond that technology gets you to desk social skills get you beyond it drop it again just want y'all to know this is all this is all apply applicable things for you this is incredible how incredible like i never really because i'm interested because i had i've always had cousins who could draw um definitely people who stay around computers you know like they have those skills, you know? They have those skills. And like I said, my journey is a little different. So I always would just be like motivating them, you know? But like to know what it actually takes for, you know, um, especially like some of my black contemporaries, these black men who are going through this journey and getting those skills, you know, now I know it could be done. Now I'm looking at it and proof. So that's crazy to me. It's amazing. So, at one point I definitely want to make. Sure,
2: I point out is that my interest in video games is what drove all of that, right? Mm. But my ability or my resources that I had from my own background as a kid only allowed me to have consoles. I only had a Nintendo and I had a Sega Genesis that I had a paper route that I was able to buy myself, right? Mm. The real economic empowerment didn't come until I got a PC. That was mm. when you were able to do graphics on that's what I was able to do, HTML and websites on. If I just mm. say console, I wouldn't have had the economic boost back then. So, so. It, it, because I, the PC is multifaceted tool. Like okay. With the console, it's only, a, that's all I can do with it. With the PC, once you put them graphics cards and, and your RAM is boosted up, I can do other things with that because of that. And okay. That
1: so the PC allows you to do more things to get bread. Yeah. Right. And that's that, why and, the
2: barrier of entry is there. That's yeah. why it costs so much, because they know mm. what you can with it if you were given access to it.
1: Mm. So Marcus, would you say the same thing for you, like in the coding journey?
2: Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you know,
0: I didn't start coding until my parents got a computer in the ninth grade. And the only reason they got it when I went to ninth grade, because Malcolm and I were blessed enough to get into magnet school. When we had to have a, a computer, a PC, in order to do, you know. Papers and and all kinds of reports and projects and stuff, research projects. But before ninth grade, we didn't have a PC. And even when we got one, they only got the one that would allow you to do the papers and the projects, right? So I wasn't I wasn't playing. uh, What game was that? All of them. No, no, I can't play (laughs) any.
1: Okay. Okay. None of them. That's what game Good was enough. my plan. None of them.
0: Okay. Homework was my game. That's
1: the <laughs> <laughs> Making all this computer do that damn homework. That is funny. <laughs> that is funny. Okay. That's incredible. That's incredible. Um, yeah. And I think that that's a great point that we should circle back on. Um, way to bring that up, Derek. So Marcus, let's bring that back up. Um, like, you know, what is it? What is it about? I mean, I get that. I get that. At like a basic level, PCs, you can, you know, I have two screens, right? So one can be gaming, one can be work. Um, Obviously, like just in general, if you have one screen, you can do gaming and work. But I'm definitely interested to know, like, you know, what is y'all's opinion between console and PC? And I definitely could tell Derek's going to have a lot of thoughts on that and a lot of truth telling to do to that. Um, But I don't want to ruin the way the program is supposed to go, Marcus. So what's up next?
0: Up next, you know, we can always have that conversation later, like you said. Up next, we're just going to talk about some major events that happened last week and coming up in the next week. Mm. Um, and then we're going to open it up for Q&A.
1: Oh, well, I think we got time because today's our first episode, so I don't know if we're going to have Q&A. And okay. I also think okay. that um, I'm going to take a minute, if you don't mind, if you don't mind, and talk about uh, how I got here. And, yeah, um, go ahead.
0: Go ahead. Yeah.
1: And... uh you know, <clears throat> I want people to know, like, um, I'm glad that I was able to get on this show with you two because um, while I think that the black route into gaming isn't um, one that's traditional uh, because of some of that PC stuff we talked about, PC versus console, and just other reasons, I think you guys have done a great job of uh, carving your way out in a very fashionable honorable and determined way. And, uh, mine is a lot of the same, but a lot of luck. So <clears throat> I just try to, I, uh, I just try to appreciate that as I go along and, uh, you know, I, I want to get people the perspective. So me, I'm not, I wasn't really great at coding. Um, and I didn't have a natural skill. My cousin could draw and I'd always cry because, I'd always draw, like, something next to him. And, like, it was just like, bro, is something wrong with me? Because, like, he's drawing these beautiful anime characters and girls with the hair and the bust lines. And, you know, we always loved anime. So he always had the fire, like, you know, drawings, like, you know, something like Ghost in the Shell. And then for me, i draw something and it's like, all right, what do you think of this? Do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Can you see the hair? Can you see the hair? That's the hair. That's the hair and then they'd be like all right bro you don't have it so drawing wasn't for me but uh and neither was coding but um i really loved video games that was the first thing i could remember that made me happy like i remember the feeling of happy and i get a lot of times in life but i remember the feeling of like nostalgic happiness coming over me uh at sonic 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 one on uh genesis and like just that opening yeah yeah just that whole thing right the chills right like sega and then like just like that coming in just like blue sky green floor just like outside sunny like through the shades i could just remember everything and it just was like my happiest time and um since then i mean just going forward uh life goes on and um you know, I, I really tell people like I take it as a badge of honor that like I really come from like poverty. Like definitely like real life what you would call the poverty line. And so I remember those things because that's all I would ask for all year. And you're only gonna get one thing. You know what I'm saying? So I'm gonna get the Sega when I can get it, and I'm gonna get the Playstation one when I can get it somehow. And uh these are things my parents made happen through that. And um, you know, getting that getting that PlayStation, um, and get Need for Speed, that was a big deal. And then moving up to uh Xbox, the original Xbox, that was kind of the one that made things change because now, you know, I'm 11, 12, now I'm like asking for things, but I have to like earn them, right? I have to like do stuff and make it happen to make it. So um, you know, I saved some money I got from the last year then like, I'd be like, alright, also I won't get this, this, or this, and when we eat out, just, I would say like when we eat out, I will not have anything. I'll just have like, you know, I'll I'll just, I'll go home. I'll eat, I'll eat fruit or whatever. So that way that you can't say I, I, I cost when you eat out. So it will all add up to Xbox money. You know what I'm saying? And, uh, got the Xbox one and I got a game called dead or alive. And that was it. Um, I mean, it was just over. I, I I fell in love with the graphics, the, the, the fighting styles. I really loved martial arts and mortal combat and things like that. But, uh, DOA just seemed to be the one that pushed me over the top um and then at 15 um i started traveling tournaments and that was it like that was just it right there that was the game right like once i went to my first place where because i wasn't really like see i wasn't with the coders i wasn't with the graphic designers and I, i wasn't like smart enough to be down with them and then all the cool kids thought like okay so you're not like super smart you just play video games that's it like okay my nickname was sega at school so uh you know I don't want to be called Sega. I want to be called Chosen One. So (laughs) I, so like they call me Chosen One. They're like, yeah, all right, Sega, whatever. So I hated that. And and then go home and you know when you're in like a perverse situation, um, it's rough. I used to actually walk home from work with uh food from I used to work in food service. Kind of dry snitching on myself right now, but I used to work in food service at a hospital. In Meriden, Connecticut, and I used to bring home food from the hospital because we wouldn't have any food if I didn't bring it home. So, like, uh, I would bring home, like, scrambled eggs in a carton. You know, so sometimes scrambled eggs come in, like, a milk carton. I'd bring those home, and they'd run all over my homework and stuff. But, uh, like, I just remember that's how we would have to eat. And, uh, But I kept that job so that I could keep – at that time, Internet was 32 bucks a month. And I remember I would, as long as I kept that, i keep the Internet and i keep Xbox Live, which was, like, keeping me sane because, you know – You're just poor, so you don't have anything. You're at school. You're getting picked on. It's just a rough time. I just always remember that time. It's like just a rough time. And plus, Connecticut is snowy and cold and miserable. So like every day was just like, oh, but I had the Xbox. and I had the wireless controller, and I had the headset, and I had Xbox Live, and that's what I was hanging on to. So I started hitting these tournaments, and it's like the world changed because right then you start meeting like-minded people right then you start meeting people who also care about DOA, who also care about competing, and you get to experience competing, and you get to experience, you know, training for something that's coming. Because I wasn't on a sports team, so I didn't go through that. So um, it gave me a lot of that. And once I got that, I was just hooked on, uh, you know, playing fighting games, shooting games, sports games. And uh, in 2013, I want to say, that's when things changed. 2013, because that's when I realized, okay, now I'm 22, 23. Um, I've traveled, I've been all over the world playing competitively, but um, the most important thing I saw was like when I went to like my first E3, and like, you know, I was getting paid for not playing, like, right? Like, I'm there as a brand ambassador, and now I'm getting 1,500 bucks to hang at E3 for three days, and I was like, this is what I need to do. <laughs> Yeah, like this is it. Like that was it. It's like this is it. See, there's no like I learned some dope skill or learn how to blue line and learn how to you know turn a T eighty one into a, a legal device. Like you know I, I didn't know any of that, but I was like, damn, I just get hype enough that these people are literally like, yeah, we want you to come. We're gonna pay the ticket. We're gonna do the ticket. Here's money. It's like without winning, this is incredible, and so it really opened my mind to the power of sales and how sales runs everything. If if, if a company is making sales, everybody's happy. Company's not making sales, people who ain't even in the sales department is worried. So that's when I started recognizing like, damn, they spent how much on this booth? They spent 50 grand on this booth at E3. They paid to be at E3. Then they paid a construction fee to contractors to build this booth. And they're spending on free merchandise to give to people all for the sale. And so that started my journey of just like understanding like, hey, I'm pretty good at sales. Like I've I, i, I I've always adapted, you know, y'all know we're brothers and I'm, I'm from, I'm certainly from, you know, the street, like, you know, it's all buy and sell, right? It's like somebody wants something and you got it. It's all buy and sell. So I knew I already had a knack for it through the years and selling the character chosen one and being hype on the mic and Getting people to want to select me because they would be entertained selling yourself. So um, I knew I was able to get it, but I knew I wasn't, I didn't really understand the difference between like sales and marketing, right? Because if you're doing an E3 or a PAX or a South by Southwest, you're not really doing sales, you're doing marketing, but you know they're spending money for sales. So then that's the dance, right? Sales and marketing. What is it? How do you, you know, how do you weigh, how do you, you know, weigh them out? And uh, just 2013 to 2016, I kind of always did events and traveled and, uh hosted through commentary. Uh I do a lot of commentating and things like that. So that was my way in too. Like commentating, right? Like you can commentate an event. You never know who you're gonna meet. You can meet Derek at High Point Gamer, you know, an esports company because you're commentating this Fortnite event, right? Like th- that's how you guys are standing at the coffee machine together. And that goes into what Marcus says about how important networking is spilt my whole career. It's just meeting the right people and meeting the wrong people, but just making situations work to the best of your advantage. And uh, commentary was a great uh, gap bridge for me from not knowing what sales and marketing is to being a sales and marketing expert, because it always allowed me to get to events. If I couldn't go there for free, I'd offer to commentate. Uh, It wasn't my original passion, but I do like talking about games I care about and um, hosting events I care about. So that led me all the way up to E-League in 2016. And uh, that was a great experience working at Turner. And learning kind of like how to like put that in a corporate structure right like e-league is a whole the show is the product right next door to nba tv so we hear chuck and Sher- uh chuck ernie and Shaq through the walls i mean they're right there and so uh, you learn how your personality the commentary um the energy the way the show is presented everything is all about making the show as a product something that people will keep viewing because viewership turns into dollars as in opposed to here, take this for $5. It's more about trying to collect an a view viewership. So the way you sell is different. So learning that in the media and broadcasting world took me to another level. And then I started Gold Standard Gaming in 2017 and it's been three years since then and just learning more and more every day and broke my first six figure year last year and uh, trying to do seven this year. And I'm glad I got some great uh, contemporaries I've met along the way. Um, Kicked a lot of ass in DOA along the way. Y'all know. Y'all know. Um, And, hey, I'm having a good time. And I just want to, you know, leave this story here for anybody who, you know, just you see someone like Marcus or Derek, well-established, well-astute and accomplished. And you don't know if that's you because you're at that age I was, 21, 22. 23, 24, 25, twenty four, twenty five doesn't matter. And you're like, well, I don't have any of those skills, and I'm intimidated by going to get you know those kind of skills. First of all, you shouldn't be intimidated. You know, everybody starts somewhere. Every master was once a student. And two, because uh, if I could go back, I would learn those skills y'all have. But two, I just want people to know that like, I don't have any of those technical trade skills. I learned sales and marketing through learning and practicing, and that's why I always say experience over education. But Even me, I'm able to sit with guys like this because of just the ability to continue networking and never quitting. That's it. Like, just never quitting. I would just refuse to let anyone tell me, even when they would pick on me in 15 in homeroom or, you know, someone would laugh in my shirt because I had Goku on it or something. Like, I didn't care because I knew who I wanted to be. And when you know where you're going, no one can stop you. And even if you don't have a skill set, you can acquire skills needed to get your dream done through straight experience and i guess that's my whole story i just wanted to share that because i felt like it was important for people to know like you know you can have skills but also it's just raw experience is kind of how i've lived my whole journey it's just raw experience like living the experience up close and personal next to the fire
0: speaking really? of anime it reminds me of that character rock lee from uh naruto you know, he didn't have like all the the talent right but he was the hardest working that's out it. of all the them yeah that's that's the shinobis.
1: It. kobe yeah. Kobe, 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 Kobe didn't start when he got in the NBA. People don't even know Kobe didn't start. Kobe sat the bench on the Lakers the first year. He came off the bench. You know what I'm saying? Kobe built himself into what we knew Kobe as. He, 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 And what we know him as. He represents. He still resent, represents that, right? Like He just represents like, I'm just going to go so hard that people aren't even going to have fun when they're next to me. They're like, I'm not going to go. Even if they're good as me, they're going to be like, this guy's going to dog me all night, you know, like he's going to go. He's got to die before he just takes a playoff or something. That's not going to happen. And I think that's how I was and am. But uh, <clears throat> as you, that's the one thing about skills. That's why I respect you guys for gaining skills, because as I've gained them in my, uh in my, my, my stride now, my prime, it's made things easier than when I would learn something at 21, 22, because I was just like, well, let's just do it. Like, I don't even think about it, right? Let's just do it. Like, let's just do it. And whatever happens, happens. And you can damage your brand. You can damage things, relationships. But as long as you get out there and do it, you're going to get a result back. And the scientific method states if you can't fail, you can't learn. So all my lessons are just from experience. Like, just real, raw, like, if I did it, I failed. Marcus, you've been a part of them. Derek, you've been a part of them. We do it. We do it. If we fail, we fail. What's better than that? I don't know. Okay, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Thanks for sharing, my brother. One day you're going to have to share. Um, you always leave out the damn um, show. Like, that's never God. part of your story. I got to yeah. hear about that one day. So hopefully, we will. We got plenty of time to
1: show. get into that. Somebody asked me to talk about that too. Though. So that's your number two on that. Thank you for reminding me. Yes, yes, the show. Pants came down from America. Hooray. Uh, but it was a good time. It was a good time. Great opportunity. And um, yeah, I mean, I'd definitely love to get sat in the future. Definitely. Definitely. Thank you for reminding me. I got to put, we got we to talk about that.
0: All right. So let's switch over to the news. What's happening um, in the space, in the industry? Why is it important? And then that, you know, both kind of cover what's happening last week. And then obviously some big events happening this week with the Super Bowl. Wow, um, but one right. of the big items that I saw last week, I shared with both of you, was that Tencent acquired Kly, sorry Clay Entertainment. They're the company, the indie studio, uh, I guess, formerly indie studio behind Don't Starve, which is kind of like a 2D side scrolling version of Minecraft. Like you got to mine your resources during the day and then you got to put up a fire at night and you got to eat and you got to keep your sanity up because if your sanity goes down, you start hallucinating and monsters will come and kill you, even though you're full. Uh, It's a crazy crazy game. It's crazy. Actually, I remember seeing Don't Starve. Remember the most recent uh, Aliens vs. Predator movie Mm -hmm. three years ago? They had a cameo for Don't Starve in that movie. That's when I knew they made it.
1: Damn. Damn. Damn, Damn, that's crazy. So Tencent bought them?
0: Tencent, they bought a controlling stake. So I don't know if that's 51%, if that's 75%, but they own the majority shares for that indie studio. Okay. They're not the first one to do that. They they did that to uh, Path of the company. Uh, I think it's Grinding Gears Games in Australia makes Path of Exile. It's kind of like Diablo. Mm-hmm. Another indie studio that, that now part of the Tencent portfolio. And, and Tencent, ironically, is actually the biggest gaming company in the world. Like, there's no major IP in the ecosystem that doesn't have at least some kind of investment from Tencent. If not, Tencent like owns the majority shares.
1: Yeah, because Tencent they 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 own Fortnite and PUBG, right?
0: Yes, they they own Epic Games. They own a portion of Epic Games, which makes uh, Fortnite. And then they. Well, yeah, they have like ownership
1: Fortnite. in, right? Yeah, they have ownership in Fortnite and PUBG, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I sent you that link, right? The PUBG was suing Fortnite or Epic Games because of kind of copying gameplay mechanics. Apparently, you can't sue for that. Right. And then all of a sudden, they just settled. My theory is Tencent stepped in and said, stop wasting our money in, in legal fees and legal
1: time. And we own both. We own some of you both of you guys. And you're gonna get along. Damn it. So so uh yeah, I mean, for me, what I see with that is uh, I think mobile games are just gonna blow up. I mean, cause don't starve is mobile, right?
0: Don't starve as mobile, yeah.
1: Yeah, so I, that's what I think. I think mobile it's is just Only gonna... Mobile?
0: No, it's it's on uh console too. Oh,
1: Okay, okay. okay. I think yeah. I'm gonna check it out yeah I mean I don't starve I'm definitely gonna look into but I wanna I want to kind of forecast what I see I think everybody's you know going for the mobile big games because I just think mobile is the next big thing I think if you get into mobile right now you're getting into um you know you're getting into I mean like smartphones smartphones in general that's the best, last thing I could think of that's new enough that people when smartphones were new if you had a smartphone early on, you probably were early into the culture of how smartphones are used now. You probably were early, like, this is why we're good at it, right? Like, if you had one early, you're kind of just always a little bit ahead of everybody else. Um, <clears throat> same thing with mobile phones and mobile gaming right now. If you kind of understand how they all work, I think that, look at the big companies. I mean, they obviously what I'm saying is from the heart, but empirically speaking, Tencent, I know they're super involved in all the mobile games because Asia has a huge mobile game community. It's huge, and it's only getting bigger here. I go everywhere, and the kids are playing on their phone everywhere. It don't even matter. I'm playing Roblox, man. If you don't get out this line, you're taking up space in this target. Okay, I'm sorry, but yeah, I think mobile's going to be huge. And I think Tencent, Tencent is a big, uh, is a is a big proponent of doing things that are successful. So, what do you think?
2: Yeah,
0: oh, Derek, you go. And then you know, I had some thoughts there.
1: No, I
2: should. You know, I agree. Like, I I definitely think. Uh, Mobile is good. But when I think of opportunities from an economic standpoint, um, mobile is a great opportunity to jump in now uh, and also AR and VR. Uh, Because one thing that being with the iPhone back when you had to stand in line to get iPhones um, and you had iPhone apps, um, the apps that you wanted on your phone, the ability for those that get the technology first. Those are the ones that are hunting to ways to use the technology. So the iPhone people that like you were downloading everything. Like, oh, let me try this app. Let me try this app because there wasn't much to look through. So the same thing is going on right now in the VR headset world where you can make some BS, put it up for $5 or $2 and people are going to download and pay for it Man. just because they want something to use their device that they have with. And so that's your economic opportunity to get in. And not need to be good. Just make it where you can get it up on the store. And then people are going to buy it. And you'll make a little bit of money in the beginning. Just like I said, from those beginning people that don't care that, oh, I spent $3 or $5 and it sucked. That's fine. I just won't play it anymore.
1: And then you make a better product, right? You take that and then make a better product. Man, that is right there. Clip that. What do (laughs) you think? Clip that. You see? Clip that. And I'm going to do it again because I talked over it. But that right there. Put an app up in the VR store right now. And cash register can you guys hear that yeah, yeah we can hear cash you. register yeah, they're, they're gonna
0: you're right you know when you have several hundred dollars you spend on a vr headset or, or any kind of device right you want the content to justify the investment you just made so you'll go out there and buy whatever's on the marketplace and i think that goes back to what you said earlier about you know pcs being a gateway to economic empowerment because you know, thinking back to my child again, you know, at in 16 having a computer. If I knew what I I had in front of me, if I could appreciate it, then I would have built more websites. Because now I know how much that's worth. Just like you're talking about, you know, the kind of the crypto space. I know that we'll we'll get into that further on into this podcast series. But Bitcoin has been around. Blockchain has been around for 12 years. People are just now speaking up about it in support of it since Elon tweeted about it last week. But what about the 12 years beforehand, right? So so there are large groups of of society, you know, potentially in the urban society or community that that have missed out on that growth between year zero and year 12, uh, who may also be missing out on it now because they're just not plugged into the right outlets and they're missing out on the economic opportunity.
1: Mm, that's huge. That's huge. I, and, and that's that's another. And that answers my question I was asking earlier. I feel like what is it that keeps PC and console so separate? Um and before we get into that, was there anything else in the news that we were supposed to talk about?
0: Uh, not for last week. You know, everything else is pretty much focused. When- oh, no,
1: no. I have something for the news. Oh, there mm. we go.
2: Okay. We got we to gotta give a shout out to uh the, the gamer that committed suicide, man. Wreckful.
1: Mm. Oh, wow. I did so, uh, catch Moment of
2: silence for Wreckful. Yeah, they, they did a stream where um, I, I don't. I don't know nothing about Wreckful. I just know that on TikTok and Instagram, there's there's thousands of people posting his last few seconds that he did on the stream, like last few seconds of his life. He's sitting there, he's talking about, hey, if you're out there and like the gaming community is large enough and you feel lonely, like reach out and like get friends. And and he's like, I'm about to log off now and maybe I'll see you guys in two days. But I know it's just uphill battle from here. Like it's real sad. Mm. Committed suicide. Wow. So, um, I think, um, like I said, I didn't know who he was. My wife sent me the video, and I watched it. I was like, "Damn!" But while he's streaming, you see his comments, the chat comments. Like he was popular, so it's not like he was just got two people in it. Like he had a room full of people, and yet um, something he like he still felt empty and alone in that world. And I, and I think that contradicts what we say about gaming or how it's able to connect you. But there's still more work that we have to do in the space where people can actually, especially right now with the pandemic and COVID-19, when people are, are boxed in and not in Florida like us, like wilding out, you know, um, that's having an impact on people. And we, we have to check on the people that we engage with, even the people that we look at as being popular on the, on the gaming space. And as a matter of fact, there's even news clippings now that there were people, like, a bunch of people in the chat telling him to kill himself on top of that and stuff. So, like, we really got to address the toxicity of the game and community where, I don't know, where you got a certain group of people that are just hateful or a certain group of people that just, they think it's funny and, and not have no real impact on people's lives. But um, it's a real sad situation. His name was Rackful.
1: Rackful. Well, R.I.P. Rackful. And, um yeah, man, you know, you 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 never know what somebody's going through. So it just makes it twice as important to always be positive. Even if you don't feel positive, just makes it twice as important. Like if you don't know why you would like, why? I remember as a kid going through tough times, like I would always be like, well, why, right? Like my attitude was reflective of how I felt inside. And I couldn't understand why I would not have a bad attitude outward. Um, And as you get older and it sucks when people, you know, to take their lives because you got to give it time as you get older you start to understand like why outward positivity is helpful because you don't know what somebody is going through you could walk right by somebody and you have no clue you don't have the ability to be clairvoyant and know what they're going through they could be on the edge they could feel really happy they could feel whatever but you don't know so gaming has this weird way of bringing camaraderie in ways that we never saw before with things like xbox live headsets streams twitch all that but um, it also has, as you said, this toxic part that seems to be just a big burden on all of our backs to be better. So I'm um, sorry to hear that story and um it definitely makes me think like, yeah, it's more important for us to have that's why I'm glad I have this podcast with you guys and other things that we're being better and involved in the community now more because people need to see, yo, like, you know, we all go through tough times, but you should never quit. You should never quit and you should always you know, um, get help if you need it and, and, and seek it even when you don't need it. Sometimes you just got to ask for help. Even if you don't feel like you need it, you should just ask, like just ask. That way, you know, the feeling of connecting with somebody is just a good feeling. Even if you're kind of annoyed, you're like, I shouldn't ask. I don't want to be bothered by them. We all go through it. Human duality is human nature, but you could at least feel like, hey, that person cared and you don't know how much gas they could put in your tank just feeling that good feeling. So all y'all out there, man, you could always hit me up at least. I don't want to put these guys forward, but you could always hit me up and I'm always going to take a second to give somebody that acknowledgement, you know, no matter who you are, no matter how deep we get on this about business, finance, esports, education, um, you guys can reach out because it's important to know, like, you know, you're not alone out here. We all put the same pants on every day the same way. Um, We all got the same 24 hours, so we try to make it work. And uh, I hope that, you know, everybody who was there or knows what happened just... Hope y'all all find peace and I hope, uh, Rackville's family finds peace, you know? And,
2: and I wonder for the opposite guys that's out there that's going through stuff or gals that's going through stuff and taking the opposite route where you grow colder as your defense mechanism for what you're going through. Uh, don't take that route as well. That, that cold and shutting down so that you, you numb yourself to the pain that you're going through as a survival mechanism or, or you get wild and you become reckless, uh, because that's how you survive pain. Hey, that type of uh, mentality just robs yourself of life and time and and things that you can do to progress your life and, and and reach your greatness as well. So don't fall into that trap either. Don't don't let the life beat you up where you're down and out, and don't let life beat you up where you're like cold and bitter and and uh, upset about it either. Like like you said, shine through it. I agree.
0: That's what's up. Yeah. Rest in peace to to Rick Paul. And, uh, you know, praying for his family. Man, that's tough.
2: Um, <laughs> what we got next, man?
0: <laughs> what we got next? Um, yes. Yeah, later on this week, you know, the Super Bowl is coming here to Tampa Bay. It's going to be um, history for the NFL. The first time that a host city has also had their team in the Super Bowl. Um, but that's on the, the traditional sports side. On the esports side, we're also making history as well with Beyond Meta you know really trying to move the needle on what does esports mean and what does it represent cuz the three of us i believe all share that same value that it it can, it can and should be more than just, you know, entertainment. Yeah. So really excited about that this upcoming weekend. Derek, can you talk about uh what you'll be doing on Saturday?
2: So uh beyond meta, our event is a two-day event. Uh, Saturday, Friday and Saturday we're at the Museum of Science and Industry. Shout out to the Museum of Science and Industry for uh, recognizing that economic empowerment opportunity that tech, gaming, esports provides. That's dope. Partnering with us on that. Shout That's out dope. to Tampa Bay Black Heritage Festival again for <laughs> allowing me to move their technology village to the Museum of Science and Industry. Uh, shout out to the U.S. Air Force Special Warfare for understanding the value of using video games to engage with their audience. Shout out to the NFL alumni uh, for recognizing that tech steam is still opportunity for kids. Um, I, I definitely want to shout out NFL alumni because oftentimes you see the traditional sports, uh, especially those when you're coming from the NFL or NBA, they feel like they're the big dogs on the scene and everybody loves us and what we do. Um, and that historically they've had the attitude of downplaying the value of video games and the um, the impact that it can have in the community. So to see uh, president, Mr. Carter, Recognize that, hey, we just want to support and and be the future for kids and support that. I definitely appreciate that. It's a two day event. We got virtual conferences, panels, so you're getting insight. We got a scholarship gaming tournament, so you can use your gaming skills to get some money for your continued education. Uh, We have drone demonstration. Shout out to Fly Motion uh, for coming out and doing that. That's going to be exciting. They're coming out with their command truck, like a full command truck for their drones tethered drone systems on how they use that so if you got them pilot skills uh you know you ever want to get into that you definitely should come out and check that out damn that's dope that's dope as hell why am i not we didn't we didn't even name everything man because you know i'm I'm trying to be humble on here
1: (laughs) nah man let them know man they people need this is it it's coming up this is in tampa how much is tickets it's free everything's free free, man everything's free So you get to come, you play video games, you get to learn some of these STEM activities. Like we just talked about how much bread you can make off coding. We just talked about how much bread you can make off graphic design. All these type of skill sets is going to be there. And they have drones from like, like the big truck joints where like the truck has to set up like UAV type of shit. Man, stop playing with me. Stop playing with me.
2: And we've done it off the muscle, man. I've been sitting here with the GOAT, Marcus himself, the late hours, late nights. He's definitely put a lot of work into it. And he's allowed us to also diversify our engagement. So it's not just, so if you're COVID scary and you don't want to play around with it, we have the virtual portion that you're just going to drop you the same gems, the opportunity We also have a job fair with that. Uh, So we're just trying to show that, hey, we are the leaders out here in this space, in this region. Uh, We really care about community engagement. We really care about exposing our community. We really care about economic empowerment, and we really care about actually putting in the work out here, despite or in spite of uh, the challenges it has for us to get the support that we feel like we need and the resources that we need. Uh, So, On here, I want to say, Marcus, thank you. You've been a a pillar of light uh, for your dedication to this. I know you're carrying multiple hats. You're trying to start up a business, you're pivoting, you're going through COVID, you got little ones at the house, you're married man, you're super yeah, coder. Uh, so doing all that is inspiration, my brother.
0: Appreciate that from both of you. And and I got to give a shout out to Codebox as well. You know, they're the sponsor of, of the virtual piece. Not only are they putting their dollars in, uh, but they're also donating two free seats into their, their coding bootcamp. So normally, right, that experience costs like $12,000 to go through the coding bootcamp. They are giving away two free seats. So $24,000 worth of in-kind um, donations in addition to the dollars they put in. So that, you know, our event wouldn't be possible without their support. So they, they really believe what they're saying and actually relocating, expanding from Canada here to Tampa Bay. So be I'm honored to work with them. I know that they're gonna make a tremendous impact in the community and, and they see the value in gaming and esports. They understand the overlap. They're gonna be a solid partner for us long term.
1: And shout honored. out to y'all, man. Cause I know how long y'all been working on this since last year, I remember. And uh shout out to y'all for seeing it through. Um again, just speaking from my perspective, all y'all, it's about sticking with something, gaining that experience. And these two have been grinding this out. So It's just incredible to see this. And I'm so excited to be there. I will be there virtually. Um, I know I'm speaking. Um, I know I'll be there. And I'm excited. I wish I was there in person. I want to fly off a drone. Damn. (laughs) Damn. That's crazy. And, And you get to go do that. And it's free. That's the part. It's free. What are you doing? Like, this is what it's about. You go out there. It's free. These dudes brought this to you. And... Code box is the ones that teach you over 16 weeks.
0: 16 weeks. Four ago, times
1: four. That's four months. Ago. And you say entry is fifty-five thousand. And they're giving yeah. away two for free. Yeah, for free. Man, stop playing. If you don't go, you're acting crazy. You're acting yeah, so crazy. That's how I feel. Got, you're acting crazy.
0: The career fair, we got 20 companies, at least, you know, more than 20 companies, might have 30 by the end of the week. You got Niantic who makes Pokemon Go. We've got Nerd Street Gamers. Uh, we've got Shell Games, is the largest gaming full service gaming publisher in the country. Like some big names out there that are hiring both full time positions uh, and or internships. So if you're trying to get your foot in the door. This, this is, is free. where you if could you
1: know, do it. This is where you would do. I- Man, listen, and it's during the Super Bowl weekend. If you're in Florida and you're not driving to Tampa to get there, if you're in Georgia and you're not driving to Tampa, if you're in. Texas, and you're not thinking about going 10 hours, I mean, alright, that's a long drive, but if you want to get on the plane, go over there. How could you miss that? And if you are listening in on this audio, you should be watching this, because you should see how I'm looking at you right now. You sound crazy. You sound crazy. If I Because these events we didn't have, and that's why I'm proud of y'all, because we didn't have these. Alright, we didn't have these. I had to just go to tournaments. You know, Derek had to ship out to the the course where there wasn't a lot of black folks over there. Right? We didn't have the Mark- Susaphone. Yeah, right. Right. Mar- Marcus had the Marcus had the PC that could only do homework. A picture if your computer could only do homework. You would be miserable. He suffered through that so you ain't have to go through that. <laughs> you ain't have to go through that. They got drones, the truck drones. Stop playing. Stop playing. You still can't get one of them hoodies, but you know what you can get a lot of other things and i really think you should be there and i've seen how long they've worked on it and just congratulations to both of you i'm so excited and um incredible incredible so where can they find more information
2: uh www.gobeyondmeta.com go beyond
1: meta go beyond Mm -hmm. meta okay um i wish i had the heads up display we'll have that next time so i could always type something like that in but uh yeah, Go Beyond Meta. W, Can you type it in the chat and I can bring it up in the chat? Yeah. That way they can see it. Go Beyond Meta. Get your tickets now. Stop playing because these things don't last forever. You'll be mad when you sign up and then it's like, oh, you can't get in. Shouldn't have waited. So all you got to do is just get it. I'm going to pull this up full screen so they can see it. Go Beyond Meta right here. And this is the first episode, so it'll look like this, but don't worry about it. Um. Go Beyond Meta. Next time we'll get it big on the screen. I'm so excited for you guys. www.gobeyondmeta.com. That's where you can see uh, all the information about the event. You don't need to talk about pricing, it's free. So I'm in there. I'll okay. come. You got one from Cali watching for sure. Actually, you got two from Cali. Got two yeah, from Derek Cali. Derek speaking too. Derek speaking too. So, uh, I mean, you're getting the game. You're getting free game, you're getting opportunities. Don't miss it. This is how you get involved. Networking is your net worth, right? Network is your net worth. This is how you build your network. These two brothers build a lot of stuff. Don't miss that, man. Like so much game. Look how much game you gave out tonight. How much you gave you game out? Well, we talk about a fifty-five thousand dollar a year job. We talk about at least a hundred thousand dollar a year opportunity. If you got graphic design skills, that's one fifty-five. And you know, um, I guess you can value my uh video game skills at about Three ninety nine. So it's about it's about a uh, hundred and fifty eight because it's one fifty one or uh, fifty five thousand, hundred fifty thousand, and then or a uh, hundred thousand, fifty five thousand, and um three ninety nine. So a hundred and fifty three ninety nine is what you got in game tonight. Imagine what you'll get at uh, Go Beyond Metal. I mean, you could only you could only can only go up from here, man. So and that's how you eat for life, right? You're always gaining new stuff new technology, new skills, um, and they brought it together for you. So, hype? Right. That's exciting.
0: All right. We want to open this up for some questions. Do we have any that people sent in?
1: I don't think we have any questions that got sent in on our first one, but that's okay because we would have had the Q&A a little earlier. We kind of talked away to the end of our hour here because we had we, just what we had to do. We had to introduce, but I feel like they got to know us. I got to know you guys a little better, which was my goal. And you guys uh you know hopefully got to know these two gents and myself a little bit better, you know. We them brothers is going to bring you the the real. Um as Marcus said, we are going to have guests coming in the future. Um and one thing I wanted to make sure uh that you guys know is is that uh you know, this podcast is an up close and personal look at what it takes to be an entrepreneur. Um in in the fourth in the fourth uh in the fourth industrial revolution, you know, um, you know, we're going to give away mad game and, uh, we don't want anything in return. Uh, you know, we're obviously going to offer our products. We're going to offer the ways that we offer our services, but even if you don't ever take any of that, just come here to get the free consulting as Marcus called it, you know, th- we're in a new revolution, whether you know it or not, you know, um, cause there's the technological revolution that happened already, right. With Y2K and, the whole fact of computers becoming more systems relying on computers. But now we're seeing economy rely on brands and technology and, and you know, how much data you have and things like that. This all, esports, gaming, music licensing, you know, indie music, as Derek brought up earlier, these are all things that is going to matter to you. They're going to matter. They're going to matter. Choosing how you take information and learning it and applying it to your day-to-day life, it's gonna matter more than ever did, even just yesterday. And tomorrow it's gonna matter more than right now. So I really want you guys to <clears throat> always tune in with the idea that this is a, the the other flip side is to this is why we call it Esports 2.0, is because there's no more hiding, you know, this this club that that we're like you need to have some kind of skill set or some kind of history. Somebody could come in right now today starting today and um and make the next multi-million dollar esports project today there's no barrier now are you going to do that in basketball maybe but probably not are you going to do that in auto and, you know like making a car maybe probably not right so many other industries are already set up and out far where it's like you would need a lot of a lot of opportunities to make something happen so quickly but in esports and gaming i mean we're 10 years in and we definitely have what would be equivalent to 40 years experience in i don't know ai you know something with a lot of companies plane development boeing and raytheon probably have a big jump on what we're gonna be able to jump into but with esports it's so wide open you gotta know like you're just one door away it's it's kind of like the best comparison i can give you is that it's like the NFL and NBA in the fifties. Okay. And I say that as a black man. And I say that to black people out there that sometimes the opportunity isn't there for you, but if you keep going, it will become there for you. And you may become really, really good at it. So if you're just joining us now, just know we have some guests coming on that are going to, Teach you some more like Marcus just did. Teach you some more like Derek just did. And uh, they're going to give you the skills of how they got to their positions. And I'm talking about, and yeah, I wrote them down. I'm talking about we're going to have game reviewers, hosts, commentators, brand ambassadors, consultants, influencer managers, designers and coders, game producers, um, story developers, storyboarders, boarders, um, eSports League owners, t- uh, tournament operations and, uh, animators, audio, uh audio masters, streamers, let's play podcasts. If if you do something in this space that generates you money, we want to know about it, and we want to know how you did it. That's what this is about. That's how we all eat for life. Is each one teach one, and we know that education makes you the learn. More you learn, the more you earn. So it's time for us to start eating as a community, as as, as a group, as friends, as as contemporaries, as brothers. It's time for us to build and develop this thing. So I'm really hyped, and I'm grateful that we got to really kind of open this thing up. So dope, man.
0: Is it Black History Month yet? Did we make history? Is that tomorrow?
1: Tomorrow. tomorrow. We did it one day early, and I always say because Wait. we we make Black History every day. We don't need a month. We're going to take the month, though. I'm looking forward to this month coming. <laughs> but we did it one day early, and uh, Yannick, my boy HR5 says Chosen has to stop undervaluing himself. Hey, I started for free. $3.99 is up percentages. <laughs> I started for free. I started for free. So, you know, I think that <clears throat> I think it's important that, you know, you keep it humble. I mean, I, I know that I definitely get paid the most I've ever been in my life now. Um, I'm grateful for the turn of events, how they've gone, but I never forget that it was icing on the cake for me once I got to go to Japan and work with Tech McCauley on DOA. Once I got to get on the stage and people saying my name, chosen one Remember, people used to call me Sega and they turned it into calling me chosen one and people with the skills that you guys have listed, call me chosen. I'm, you know, I never, that's just, I don't need to tell myself how valuable it is. I know through those moments that, you know, it's all good out here. You know,
2: there's just tremendous value in not being swallowed up by poverty and being swallowed up by people teasing you and victory. Um, all that victory,
1: yeah, victory, because victory, because, victory because right? That's it's true. Didn't
2: make it out of that.
1: It's true, it's true. A lot of people don't, and I'm just I, I wake up every day just like, <laughs> I know they don't like it, so I'm like, ha ha, it feels good, feels good, brother. This brother gonna be smiling through all the hate, you know, and that's just kind of how the feel is, man. But thank you guys so much for, uh, you know, being here, and uh, thank you for, you know, allowing this to become a, a legendary moment. I feel like we're in a legendary moment in time, and uh, Next week we got our 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 new fourth host getting ready to roll on in uh, Tamika uh, Red Infamy a legend in the space she's joining so we're adding even more value how how we just we just add value over and over and over and you know phenomenally now we have the most viewers we ever have and I just want to say this to all streamers and podcasters out there leave me a note find me on LinkedIn find me on YouTube what is the phenomenon with streaming and you two can answer this too offline what is it when you're getting ready to leave everybody comes every time every time no matter what i don't know if you guys have ever done that you've all streamed (laughs) something right when you're gonna go you're like all right well this is it they have oh hey what are you doing oh you will know to get here on time new podcast huh no uh i'm excited man i'm looking forward to the to the future and uh thank you guys that's it appreciate it time zones Uh, time zones time zones still undefeated time zone still undefeated well we're gonna get this thing wrapped up uh Put on uh put on all audio uh places where audio goes so you guys can get it. Uh I don't know what you call that. I've uploaded music for years, right? But I've never uploaded a podcast. So wherever you get your podcast, that's what I always hear them say. We're on Apple and Google and wherever you get your podcast. That's where we're at. Anything, any other sign outs from you guys?
0: Hey. See you on Friday and Saturday.
1: Yep. Go beyond meta. Friday, Saturday. See you guys there.